Good day. Oh, thank you, Jesus. So, um, Steve asked if I would share just a little bit something. And so, what's kind of been on my heart the last the last few weeks, and like even with all the revival things going on in Asbury and on um, the college campuses breaking out, and I think. This is a season of revival, and what sometimes I feel like we're like, oh yeah, like revival's coming, revival's coming. No, like revival's here, and it's in each and every one of us. And so, the Lord on my last week, the Lord gave me this verse. It's in Acts two seventeen, and it says, "In the last days." God says, I will pour out my spirit upon all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions, and your old men will dream dreams. In those days, I will pour out my spirit, even on my servants, men and women alike, and they will prophesy. And I will cause wonders in the heavens above, and signs on the earth below, blood and fire and clouds of smoke. The sun will become dark, and the moon will turn blood red before the great and glorious day of the Lord arrives, but everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. And that is just a declaration for me that everyone that calls on the name of the Lord will be saved, and all those, the young men um, will see visions, old men will dream dreams. Like, I just see that in this um, day and age, and in, in this time of where we're at is, I sense a, it's like a holy, it's not like a fearful thing, but a holy sense of urgency to really get right before the Lord, turn from our sins, and honestly, um, be the body of Christ that God has called us to be. And uh, whether that's going out um, and evangelizing or praying or um, encouraging or even as uh, Paul talks about in Romans of uh, all the, the different gifts that each and every one of us has because every single person that is a part of the body of Christ has a gift and uh, we are called to use it. And 
I don't know about um, you, but sometimes I feel like um, I've been convicted lately because uh, um, the Lord's been reminding me, like, hey, like, use your gifts. Like, go pray for somebody. Go prophesy for somebody. Or, like, go encourage somebody. Tell somebody a, a word. And, like, he's really been um, pushing me in that way. And, like I say, like, it's not, like, a condemning thing, but it's, like, a good, like, holy conviction of, like, hey, like, us as a church and like the church in general of America needs to rise up and go out and proclaim Jesus to the world and proclaim him to the nations. And even as I think Devin's going to be speaking about equipping us to be able to do that. And so I just, that's really been strong on my heart this, probably even this last month. And there's been tent meetings too breaking out and um, I'm still praying about doing a tent meeting um, here in Bemidji um, and um, uh, yeah I have a good friend Shad that he reached out to me but I didn't even know I was going to share that but <laughs> <laughs> yeah so I'm just going to pray thank you Jesus for this time together thank you Jesus for the message that Devin is about to preach and speak, Father. I pray, Jesus, that you ignite a fire inside of us, Father, that we will burn bright for you, Father, that we would not um, quench your spirit, Father. Hmm. Thank you, Jesus. I, saw, I see a quenching, Father, that the Lord is just breaking through. And he is breaking through um, where even um, a church in general has just quenched the spirit or, or um, fell short um, of just saying, okay, that's good. Like, let's stop now. That, that's good. But the God is saying um, more abundantly above everything we could ever imagine or see, the Lord is declaring over us that he is good. Good. He is righteous, and he is the ruler over this nation, over America, um, over the surrounding areas. Thank you, Jesus, for blessing this place, Father, blessing our time together, Father. Thank you, Jesus, for just igniting us, Father, for more and more and more of you, Father. We can never, ever, ever get enough of you, Jesus. So I pray, Jesus, that you just continue to instill that inside of our hearts, Father, and that your Holy Spirit reigns in this place. Your Holy Spirit reigns in this nation, Father. Thank you, Jesus, that your spirit will not be quenched, Father, and that we will keep pouring out, pour out the fire of God on all nations, on every tongue. Thank you, Jesus, that your word says that um, every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus is Lord. Thank you, Jesus, for your grace and your love, your mercy. Thank you for your patience for us, Father. Thank you, Father, that even when we've fallen away or if we've quenched your spirit, Father, forgive us, Jesus. And thank you, Jesus, that you're so patient with us. You're so kind to us, and you're so loving with us, Father. And you help us, Father, in every step of the way to be able to move forward and to be able to um, stand firm on your promises and not shy away and not back down. Thank you, Jesus, for your loving mercies. Thank you, Father. Bless today. Bless this message, Father, that um, Devin is going to give us, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Amen.
Thank you, Jace. Hi, everybody. My name is Devin Barrett. Um, I know I've talked to many of you before. If you don't know me, um, just a quick recap. I'm a Bemidji local. I grew up in this area. Um, about 10 years ago, the Lord did an amazing work in my life and brought me to him, filled me with his power, and set me on a course to bring glory to him. And I'm married. I've got two kids. Um, I run a drywall painting business, and we run a college campus ministry. So we minister to college students, and that's where the Lord has had me for many years now, seeking the campuses in America. What Jay said is, is amazing. It's revivals right now. Amen? I'm an evangelist. I'm going to make us uncomfortable today. Okay? So just preparing you for that. I might ask you to do something today. You guys got to go along with it. All right? If there's need for revival, what we're insinuating or saying is that part of us is dead. That part of us is not alive. That there's a need to wake up, to, to actually be revived. And right now, with Asbury and, and all around the nation and world, we are seeing a reviving of the church. Parts of our extremity of our body that have fallen asleep are waking up and coming back to the Lord. And I believe today, what God had put on my heart would be to do the same here. I have a word from the Lord for this morning. The Holy Spirit wants his church back. The Holy Spirit wants his church back. Church, have we got too caught up playing a service or or crossing off that agenda on our checklist every week where we come, jump in a car, and drive to church on a Sunday morning. And each one of us has to ask ourselves that question. There's been times in my life running after Jesus where I just get caught up going through the motions. And the Holy Spirit comes in and says, Devin, wake up. What are you doing? It's time to get back on this thing. It's time to run. We only have a short time. If you have your Bible and want to open up to Luke 11, we're going to read here, but right before I do, this, this weekend, many of you up here in this neck of the woods are hunters and fishermen, and I love it. I love going out in God's creation and fishing and hunting and I uh, shot a deer this year and my wife's family, we, we process deer. So this year we processed almost 700 pounds of meat and they have a big weekend in a shop and we come together and we just, we grind meat and we stuff it and we make breakfast sausage and summer sausage. I mean, you name it, it's, it's a laborious process. And I brought a meat stuffer with, and it's a big old 30-pound meat stuffer, and it ended up breaking, and I was cleaning it up. And as I was cleaning this meat stuffer, I know I washed the inside, I washed the outside, and I was kind of setting it back up. And I remember going over the outside of this thing, making it look so good. 
washed it up, cleaning off the top, the motor, all these things. And I'm like trying to shine it all up. And I remember looking back inside the container where you would actually put the meat and it's still dirty. And the Lord just spoke to me and he said, we worry so much about the appearance of our lives, what we look like on the outside, but we forget that it's the inside of the dish or the cup or the person that's supposed to be clean. If we read here in Luke, Jesus actually addressed this. It's Luke 11, 37. And when Jesus had finished speaking, a Pharisee invited him to eat with him. So he went into the inn and reclined at the table. But the Pharisees were surprised when they noticed that Jesus did not first wash his hands before the meal. Then the Lord said to him, Now then, you Pharisee, clean the outside of the cup and the dish, but inside you are full of greed and wickedness. You foolish people, did not the one who made the outside make the inside also? This is not a teaching on not washing your hands before dinner. I remember saying that to a lady one time. She, she was like, oh, we got to wash up. I'm like, Jesus didn't wash his hands before he ate. And she was like really taken back. And I'm like, no, I'm, I'm kidding. I'll wash my hands. I'm sorry. I'll respect my elders. <laughs> fact that we would wash the outside of the cup in our lives so many times to be looked put together to look righteous or holy when inside there are issues that need to be cleaned out Jesus is so worried about one thing okay it's what's in here how many of you remember the story of Jesus walking into his temple and they were selling Things, there's what is he called it a den or a thieves of robbers? And he flipped tables, he cracked whips. Jesus is zealous for his house, and we are that house. Wherever you come from today, if you've been, there might be some of us who have been dealing with things inside where we do not let Jesus come and clean house in us for far too long. And today, I hope that stops. Today, I hope we would let Jesus come and clean that dish. Come and clean us out to live for him. Instead of putting on some facade, making sure that we look good on the outside. How many of you know, when, if we seek revival, we'll get a service. But if we seek Jesus, we're going to get revival. It's what he wants. It's what Jesus wants. He wants us to be clean, to be purified, sanctified, whole. I mean, it's the whole reason he came and died. Mary was visited by an angel, and the angel said, you will name him Jesus because he will be the one who saved his people from their sins. I'm going to stand down here. Jesus came to save us from our sins.
to clean house. There's one way, right? It's only Jesus. We can try to clean house on ourselves. We can try to work and get these things out of our life, but too often when we're doing that, we're just cleaning the outside. There's only one person who can clean the inside, and that's Jesus. You guys like stories? Come on. I got some stories I want to share with you. So there's a move of God happening right now, okay? On the campus, we see it. God is moving. Honestly, wish there was still more hunger. I believe there's more that's actually coming for Bemidji than what we've seen yet. But how many people know that this move of God that's coming on our generation is going to look different than what it's looked like before? God's not just doing the same old thing. He's doing the new thing. And this new thing is going to look outside of the box. It's not going to be something that makes sense to churchgoers who've been here for 30, 40, 50 years. It's not going to be the same old thing. It's a new thing. And our generation today, it needs the same gospel, but there are certain issues that will touch our generation. Our generation right now, if I was to say or put a, put a pin on it, what does our generation need, Gen Z need, is one thing, it's identity. Are you black or are you white? Are you gay or are you straight? Are you transgender? We have a crisis right now where people don't know who they are and we're identifying ourselves by the wrong things. There is one identity for every person on this planet. You are a child of God. It's the same gospel that we need today that's been preached for thousands of years. You are a child of God. You were created for one purpose and one purpose only, Jesus, to bring glory to him and to walk in that glory. On the campus, we go out and we do evangelism. And earlier this year, we, we had an idea. We were taking some of the students out with us. And something that I did a long time ago and I remembered was that God was putting in my heart, build a, make a circle, okay? And I had nothing to make a circle with, so I run to my truck and I find a bunch of old, dirty work rakes. These things are soaked with drywall, um, mud, there's paint on them. I mean, they're nasty, right? And I just pull as many of them out of my truck underneath the seat, and I start tying them together into a circle until I get a circle that's about, you know, three feet in diameter. And we grab some of the students and we walk out, and we're going to go look for students to talk to about Jesus and to pray for and we end up getting to one of the dorms called Tamarack, which a lot of people say is the tallest building in the, in the entire county. It's a 12-story building, and it's actually starting to lean a little bit. And students on the 12th floor will tell you about it, that if you put a marble on the floor, it'll roll. It's like, it's real. It's like, they probably have to tear it down soon. But we go outside the building, and the Lord's just put on my heart, let's put a circle out, all right? And we're going to pray over the circle that whoever stands in it is going to encounter the presence of Jesus, all right? If they have sickness, they will be healed. If they have anxieties, there'll be peace. And we pray over it that they would encounter the kingdom of God and the presence of Jesus, and then we sit back, and we wait. 
And I remember a young guy come walking by, and one of the girls that was with us knew him. And we're like, hey, man, step in the circle. We want you to stand in the circle. He's kind of like, okay, like, that's weird. I don't want to stand in that circle. We're like, it's okay. We're not to freak you out, but we just prayed over it that you would encounter God when you do. And this young guy says, like, all right, fine. And he stands in the circle, and we ask him, like, okay, well, what do you feel? And he's like, oh, nothing really. I'm like, well, did you have any pain in your body? And I believe he had shoulder pain from working out and had an issue. And I was like, well, let's just check it. I want you to check your shoulder. And he begins to move his shoulder. And he goes, there's no pain. And I was like, was there pain before? And he goes, yeah, there definitely was. Noticeable. And I'm like, it's gone now, right? And he's like, he's freaking out. He's like, this is crazy. And he sits down with us. And his buddy comes walking up after him. And he's like, dude, you got to stand in a circle. And he's like, <laughs> he's like, uh, I don't want to stand in that circle, man. And he's like, go ahead. And so fine, his buddy stands in the circle. And he's, he's just sore from working out, right? He's been working out, but guess what? God took it away. There was no soreness in his body anymore. He felt something change while he stood in that circle. And before we even got a chance to talk to this kid, he left and went inside the dorm. Moments later, he comes outside, and there is an entire convoy of people following him. He went to his floor, and I believe maybe another floor, and pulled every single person off that floor and said, you need to come stand in the circle outside. Jesus is in it. One by one, student jumps in the circle, standing in line waiting. Every single person encountering Jesus. Anxieties being lifted off people. Headaches leaving. People who were just felt like they were in a mental fog, just starting to see clear for once. A young girl who grew up in, in a religious uh, was Catholic school who had walked away from the faith coming to college stood in the circle with a fractured foot. And as she stood in that circle, God completely heals her foot. We began to and honestly just minister to her. The Lord actually opened up where she walked away from the Lord and the reasons why. And we told her. And we asked, do you want to give your life to Jesus? And she said, yes, I want to. And we prayed in that circle. God is moving on the campus. And he's not just moving there, he's moving everywhere. Sometimes we just have to be willing to take a risk. I'll be honest, when you throw a circle on the ground and pray over it, and you believe that it's the next person that stands in it is going to encounter Jesus, it's not easy to believe. It really isn't. It was challenging for me the first time I ever did it. And then God keeps moving. How you guys like these stories? He's good? A couple of weeks ago on campus, there's a girl who was part of the LGBTQ. Um, the first week on campus, we were marketing Kings, a King's Crusade that we did, where we saw over 100 students come and we preached the gospel. And many people came forward in repentance, giving their life to the Lord. But there was a girl who I remember inviting to the meeting, and she just kind of ran off. She didn't want anything to do with us. And I would see her with her group of friends uh, with uh, rainbows on and different colored hair. And they would be pointing at us laughing. And every time you try to talk to them, they just run away. They didn't want to get close. And this girl has been working on the campus the night that we run our meetings. And it's been on my heart to minister to her, but there's no open door. And again and again, every time I get to see her, I just kill her with love as much as I can. I, I love on her and I encourage her. A smile, I mean, a smile can do so much just because people are hurting. And 
week after week after week of trying to minister to this girl or find a way to. We um, were out evangelizing that night before, and we were on our way back, and there was a young student we had with us, and he's a football player, and we walked past this desk where she was working, and this young student looks over at her, and he says, hey, Jesus loves you. And instantly, before I could even, not even, like, I couldn't even think about what I was saying, I just said, he's just kidding. And I was like, why did I just say that? And she just broke out laughing. And I'm like, I would never say that. Why did I just say he's just kidding? Why would I say and She just started laughing. And I remember walking by, and I'm like, you know I'm kidding, right? And she's like, yeah, and she's laughing about it. And I, I take a couple steps away, and I get down to our meeting, and the Lord just said, Devin, I opened a door for you. So I broke the ice. This girl knows you love Jesus. You knows you would never say that, but I'm trying to open her up. And he said, now take this word to her. Take a word of a rose and two thorns to her. That two times in her life, the people who she loved the most have hurt her and caused her to walk away. And that I'm going to bring her back faster than the first. And I remember going up to the desk and explaining to her how, you know, Jesus really does love you. And that was a complete joke. And I don't know why I even said it. And she's laughing. And she says, oh, no, I know. I know you. And I said, but my heart is, is heavy for you. I said, Jesus has a word, and I explained the word, and she just began to sob. Tears rolling down her face, broken, hurting. I asked her, I said, can you explain a little bit what's going on? And she said, well, my, my mom had passed away. And I remember after my mom passed away that I gave up on God and I left. And after four or five years, I finally had the courage to come back to him. And my dad just passed away this last year. And she's like, I'm not sure if I'll ever come back now. And as I began to pray with her and minister to her, you could see the hope in her eyes as Jesus is calling her back. And I said, the first time took you four years. I said, the second time is never going to take that long. He wants you back now. And she sat there in tears, crying, feeling the love of Jesus all over her, drawing her back. Jesus is moving on our campus. Last time I was here, I spoke on authority, the authority of the believer. How many of you know here today that every single one of us carries the power of the Holy Spirit with us? Everywhere we go. To lay hands on the sick and meet, see them be made whole. It's nothing that we do, but it was an authority from Jesus and by the power of him that they can be healed. Every single one of us carries that. The boldness to walk up to a complete stranger, a family member, or a friend and tell them just simply, Jesus loves you. God sees you. He knows you. To hear a word from the Lord to deliver to someone is not that hard. It just comes from trusting God that when you hear just the slightest notion of something that you go with it. Every single believer can do that. Years ago, God convicted me. I used to believe that every single person needed to be a crazy evangelist and needed to be out on the street corner of the bars praying for people and telling people about Jesus and in Walmart, whenever they saw a sick person, you better be laying hands on them or you're probably not saved. This was something I used to believe. 
young in my faith, immature. The Lord's convicted me since then and pointed out, Devin, there's many parts of the body. You're called to this, but maybe not every person is. But when I read the word of God, it is true that Jesus has called all of us to go into the world and to make make disciples of nations. What giftings you have may be different, but every single one of us is equipped with a message of hope. It's inside you. It's inside all of us. And I believe that every single one of us here has a calling that Jesus has called you somewhere. Maybe it's your workplace. Maybe it's your family. Maybe, maybe you, there's a ministry that you're supposed to be doing that you are not doing. Every single one of us has a certain direction and call from the Lord in different ways about that. And today, I wanted to, I wanted to see God bring that back, to bring back what it is that we are called to do as the body. So I want everyone just to close your eyes, okay? Once in a while in our ministry meetings, we'll do something we call a Jesus trip, all right? And I'm not going to freak you out here with this. It's just close your eyes. And what we're going to do is we're going to go before God. And we're going to pray. And we're just going to ask Jesus, okay? We don't go any other way into the kingdom of God, into the throne room of God, than but by one person. And that's the Son of God, Jesus. And the Bible says, by his blood, we have confidence to enter the innermost holy of holies. And if you're watching online, you can do this too, right where you're at. Just close your eyes, and we're going to take a step into the throne room of God. And I believe right now that God is going to begin to speak to you. One, if there's anything in-house that needs to be cleaned. And two, what it is he's called you to do. See, I can sit here and tell you, I think you're called for this or you're called for that. But the truth is, when you hear it from the word of God himself, it will actually empower you to do that thing that he's called you to do. So right now, Father, I thank you in the name of Jesus for speaking to us, for engaging with us, Lord. That Holy Spirit, you would guide us, that you would speak to us. In your son's name, Jesus. Now, I just want you, if you physically have to take a step or if you are just sitting there, just to step into his presence for a moment and just listen. Maybe God is showing you right now a picture of somebody or someplace. Maybe there's this part of your heart that's opening for a group of people or your workplace. In this place, a lot of times there's peace and there's bliss and there's words from him over you, who you've been called to be. So you're his child and that he loves you. The Father can't help but affirm you and speak life to you. That he loves you. That he's called each and every one of you 
reason. Maybe there's that one thing in his, your life that you haven't surrendered to him and you see it. If it's a substance, you see it in your hand. If it's a part of your heart, he's, he's pulling on it, saying, give it to me. Could I have someone come up here and play piano? Would be, yeah. Revival, it's normal for us to just be excited for Jesus running after him, to burn for him, to be hungry and zealous again. And I believe, as Jesus was saying, revival is right now. Revival is happening right now. And I'm going to ask us as a body. If there's anybody in here today who's like, I've just been wandering too far off. My eyes have been distracted. I've got some things in my life that I wish weren't there and I wanna give it back to him. I wanna surrender it all to him again. And I just want you to lift up your hands to Jesus in a place of surrendering to him. It's just your focus in your life. Maybe you've got too caught up with the world and pursuing what the world has to offer than just pursuing what God called you to. Just lift your hands to him. He is a loving and merciful God who holds nothing against you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. There's that one thing, if you're still holding on to it, you feel like he's drawing you in that time, you've probably felt your heart pounding, racing, as God doesn't want us to have anything in our life that sets itself up against the kingdom of light. He doesn't want anything in your life that can hurt you. He's a good father. And I would urge you, let go of it. Please let go of it give it to him today. Let him clean house. Let him clean the inside of your cup. And go ahead and just put your hands up to him and say, Jesus, take it. You can have my heart. You can have my eyes. I give it all to you again. And whatever words you have for that, just you can empty it out to him. Just speak. Spirit wanted his church back. 
this church this morning. And I knew it was not a church that would hear that and just let it brush off. I knew this was a body of people who could hear a word like that and say, we're ready. We're ready to be brought back. We're ready to burn for you again, Jesus. To do what it is that you called us to do. And as a church, if you have a calling in your life, if you have something that God's called you to do, a person to preach to, a, a group of people to declare Jesus to, I want you to stand up. If it's your workplace that you feel called to, or any area at all that you feel called to minister to, I want you to stand. If there's one area in your life that you feel you could bring the gospel to, or one person at all, stand up. And I just want you to put your hands in front of you. We are going to pray for the power of the Holy Spirit to come to give us boldness, to give us the power needed to fulfill that which God has called you to do. And if you're still unsure and you're not entirely sure what God has called you to do, that's okay. That is okay. Seek Jesus. Just keep seeking. Keep knocking. God has already predestined a plan for you. And if it's you, you're not sure where to go, you don't want you to put your hands out in front of you too. This is for you as well. So with everybody's hands stretched out, we're going to pray. And I want you to call upon him as well during this time. For God just to give you whatever it is that you need. The gifts, the boldness, the miracles, the guidance to fulfill that which God has called you to. So Father, in the name of Jesus, we come to you. Holy Spirit, I ask that you fill this place. That every heart in here would burn for you, God. That we would be revived from the grave, Lord. Wake us up. Wake us up, God. There is a hurting and broken world, Lord, that needs your truth, that needs your love. Send us. As Isaiah would say, God, whom will you send? Send me. And Father, I thank you right now, God, for putting it on our hearts to burn for you, to go anywhere that you've called us. To set off the worries and the anxieties of this world and to simply live for you. To live 100% solely for you. That there is one way, and that is Jesus. The gospel that has been and is and will be forever and ever that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. That there is no other way to the Father but through Him. Father, I thank you for shaking this body of people here today, for, for changing us, Lord. God, in my life as well, God, continue to build passion for the lost, for the broken and the hurting. And Holy Spirit, I ask the boldness, a fresh outpouring, God, as you said in the last days, you will pour out your spirit on all. Pour out your spirit on us today. Come, come, come.
Come. Come. If you want more of Jesus this morning, I ask that you would just come to the front. If you're like, God, I want more. I want more. Come find a place at the altar. Come up here. We're going to pray. Jesus, come. If you feel at all the Holy Spirit moving in your life, if it was just for repentance or it's for your calling or for a gifting, come up to the front. Cry out to Jesus. It's all Jesus. It's only Jesus. Come to the front. If your neighbor next to you needs to come up here and they don't come up, I want you to grab their hand and say, are you ready? Or you want to come up here? Come up to the front. Bring them on up. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Just put your hands out to him and just begin to focus your attention on him and receive from him. Jesus, 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 come. Holy Spirit, you can have your way again. You can have your way again. Come. Come. Lord, we ask for fire, God, for power. God, that we'll never be the same, God. Set us on a course. Let us change a generation, Father. Use us, God. God, we thank you for blessing hands right now in Jesus' name. For miracles, God. Miracles that bring repentance and glory for you. Come. Father, I thank you for strong boldness right now in Jesus' name. Fire right now. More. Visions and prophecies, words that cut people to their core. More right now in Jesus' name. Come. Come. More now in Jesus' name. More, 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 more. God, I thank you for peace. Peace for those who are anxious, Father God, right now in Jesus' name. God, come. God, I thank you for leadership and boldness, Father. Father God, I see see words, God, that are spoken like fire, God, that break down strongholds. Sharper than any two-edged sword, Lord. Words that break off darkness and, and deliver people. Bless them right now. Holy Spirit, come. Jesus, come. There are more and more and more. Bless them, Jesus. 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 Holy Spirit, just get your attention on him. God, I thank you for the forgiveness and brokenness, God, and full deliverance. Jesus' name. The freedom, God, that comes through you. In Jesus' name. Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. God, I thank you right now. Fire right now in Jesus' name. More more. God, I thank you for a zeal and a hunger, God, that when he wakes up in the morning, burns for you. His mind, God, being used for you, God. I thank you for dreams. Begin to speak to him through the Spirit, God. I thank you for revelation, the spirit of revelation, Lord, growing us in wisdom and understanding. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Father God. Come, Holy Spirit, Jesus. Jesus, Father God. Father God, I thank you for healing. In every area, God, more. And I thank you, God, for directing them, God, in words for the lost, for the broken come. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Holy Spirit.
more, Lord. God, we're not satisfied with just a little. We want more of you, God. Come, come, come. If you want more of Jesus this morning, just ask him to come. If you have to lift a shout or a praise, it doesn't matter. I want Jesus. I want him. Nothing else. Nothing else, God. Consume me for you. Jesus, we want more. Change my life, God. Let this not just be one moment, God, but let it change me from here on out. Come. Come. Thank you, Jesus. Come, Jesus. Holy Spirit. is more than what there was before. That this next part of your life, the next season, was going to bring double what the first brought. And he's not, I'm not done yet. There's more to come. There's more work to be done. Father God, seal it right now in Jesus' name, Holy Spirit, come. I thank you for the boldness and for the passion to lead her. person this is for but there is a few people in here where you felt like you missed your calling like you you missed what God had called you to do all right that there was something on your heart that you had for generation or for for a few years or even longer and you got caught up or distracted and you didn't finish that thing and I wanted you to know that there's new beginnings right now that I feel like the Lord is literally opening up the door for you to step back into that calling which he called you to do before. That he's not taking it away. That he's gone nowhere. That Jesus is still right there. His spirit hasn't left you. He has not left you. He has promised he will never leave you nor forsake you. But he's asking you just to take a step, to take a risk again. Go for it again, whatever the cost. 
He is for you. He wants to use you. That's how he set this thing up, man. He set it up because he wants to use his children to bring glory to his kingdom, to build his kingdom. I see miracles breaking out all over this community. Finance miracles, healing miracles. I see signs and wonders of God happening again. That as God pours out his glory, the natural can't help but shake. It can't help but tremor. And his spirit pours out. for hours and honestly I pray that we can just sit here up here for a while today I know the doors here are open and this won't end and I just pray that God is going to continue to use this the Holy Spirit has his church back that he is going to lead us and guide us that every single person in here that you are his vessel and he has a plan and a purpose in your life to bring him glory and to use you. And he was so ready to do it again. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. So yes, Lord, we, as a church family, we open our hearts to the working of your Holy Spirit in each one of us. each one of us may be a little different how you're working but Lord we want you to work we want our hearts open to you our doors the doors of our lives all the rooms in our lives we may be given some over many over to you but we want to open them all so we are going to leave this the altar open here we do have lunch offerings and tithes. We have a box in the back for those. There are instructions online, I think, for giving to the announcements. But we'll release those that would like to go to eat and fellowship there, but if you want to stay up here, you just do that. If more want to come up to the front to receive of the Lord, you'll be free to. The presence of the Lord is strong here. Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you, Lord Jesus.